You are listening to a podcast from Vineyard Church of Augusta. For more information, visit vineyardaugusta.org. I get up early on Sundays, and uh, one of the, the patterns in our, our family is that every Sunday morning, uh, about 6 or 6.15, I get a phone call from our oldest daughter, Lily. Uh, Lily is a nurse in North Carolina, and she works on Saturdays and Sundays, and so uh, she normally calls me on her way into uh, the office, uh, or to the hospital, rather, the office, the, on her way into the hospital, and so she called me this morning, and she's like, what you preaching on today? That's always one of her questions. It's like, uh, I'm starting, we're starting a new message series called Thank God It's Monday, and, and she's like, oh, she goes, well, that will be, we are, my, I don't need to listen to that because I'm already thanking God it's Monday uh, every week because I work Saturday and Sunday. So Monday for me is my weekend. It's like, well, that's not exactly the point of this message series, Lily, but, but uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you see it that way. Now, this message series is really about welcoming God into our work setting for most of us who work a Monday through a Friday uh, typical work schedule. Uh, it's, it's about inviting God's rule and reign and not seeing our work just as some sort of necessary evil. Uh, we're going to look for the next several weeks on and, and look at how we think about work, how we feel about work. Is, is work merely a necessary evil so that we can make money to, to take care of our families and to just do this thing we call life? Or can it and should it really be a lot more than that? Um, we're going to look at how we view work and how we do work. Not only how we view our own work, but I think we're also going to look at how we view the work of other people as well. Uh, and really what all these things have to say about our relationship with God. Uh, COVID has certainly impacted the work scene, hasn't it? Uh, more of us working from home. How many of you moved from a work setting, uh, either a short-term or long-term, an office, uh, you know, a work facility, to working at home? How many of you did that, pivoted over the course of, of the last 11, 12 months? Yeah, a lot of us did that. And uh, that certainly has changed the dynamic of work. Uh, we've got more people working from home. A lot of people during COVID and coming out of COVID have decided to change jobs. Uh, a lot of turnover in the workforce. Um, and, and a lot of people also, or so I should say some people choosing not to work because of, of, of government COVID relief funds. And, uh, and, and it's interesting because wherever you look, I mean, I wish I had a dollar for every help wanted sign that I see around. Uh, you know, people are, are looking for people uh, to work. And I, I read a, an article last week on how there is just really a mismatch between people who are looking for jobs and the jobs that are available. That is sort of a, a, a mix, mix mass that's going on right now. I, I was going to, to breakfast the other morning, uh, Dan and I, uh, we eat breakfast a lot. So uh, <laughs> we were going for breakfast last Wednesday, going downtown to, to get some breakfast, and we were gonna go to this place that used to always be open at seven. And they aren't open at seven anymore because they don't have people to work. And so we went to our stand. We were going to go to our standby Huddle House downtown. I mean, Huddle House is always open for breakfast, right? No, 7 a.m. it wasn't open. It didn't open until 8. And more and more businesses are not able to expand and, and, and diversify and, and do things because people uh, aren't, you know, aren't available to work or are not putting themselves out there. So it's an interesting time uh, in the workforce, in, 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 in just the, the labor market right now. 
This morning, I want to begin right at the beginning of work here on earth, and I want us to look at God's design for work, because his design is always going to be the very best design. His plans, his purposes are always going to be the ultimate for all of us, and we find uh, God's best for us right at the beginning of Scripture, Genesis 1 and 2. Uh, I would encourage you, take a, a moment, maybe later today, and read through both of these chapters to, to look at all the different ways that work is presented, uh, the work of God, the work that he entrusts to Adam and Eve. And we find the big idea for both today's uh, message, as well as this whole series, and it's this. Work was part of the Garden of Eden, which is a snapshot of the kingdom of God for all of us. It was part of the Garden of Eden before the fall. Work was not a result of the aftermath of the fall. Work was going on uh, before the fall. It was part of God's plan, and it is still part of God's perfect design for humanity today. Now, how many of us really believe that? Because one of the things we're going to have to look at during this series, and I hope we'll all do this with, a, with an honest heart, is how do we view work? How do we feel about work? our own work, and, and the work of others. Certainly, before Adam and Eve sinned, there was no pain or toil uh, from their work, no dissatisfaction, no frustration, no injustices. And we know that because of the kingdom of darkness, because of the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of Satan, certainly, like every other part of God's good earth that he has entrusted to us, uh, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, and he has affected the workplace as well. Uh, he's affected it so that people do experience uh, unfairness, injustice, uh, all kinds of, you know, all kinds of things that happen that are a result of the kingdom of this world. But before we think about work, we need to be reminded that God's plan for work and every other part of our life is good. And it is filled with blessing, with abundant blessing for all of us. And so we want to remember that God's kingdom, as Paul talks about it in Rome, uh, Romans, is also a kingdom of peace, an experience of peace and joy, an experience of God coming and setting things right according to his good and his perfect plan. And so we want to pray, God, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come to my office. Let your kingdom come to my school. Let your kingdom come to Fort Gordon. Let your kingdom come to the restaurant where I work. Let your kingdom come uh, to this construction site. Let your kingdom come to my home where I am a stay-at-home parent. Lord, let your kingdom come. Would you join me in praying that this morning? Holy Spirit, we, we thank you. Uh, for the call and the gift and the privilege of work. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and where we have wrong notions or, or notions that are the result of, of maybe abuse or uh, just wrong, a wrong mindset or bad experiences, Holy Spirit, come and bring your kingdom, bring your healing uh, come and set things right in our minds and our hearts and our attitudes about this, this thing of work. Uh, Lord, we, we thank you that you are a God at work in us, with us, and all around us. Lord, come and do your good work in each of our work setting, in our, in our workplaces. Lord, we just invite your rule and reign to come. We love you. We thank you for this privilege today. In Jesus' name, amen. 
In the beginning, God worked, and God is still at work. He's still at work today all around us. The author of the book of Genesis, he describes God, God's creation of the world as work. It's the same Hebrew word that's used throughout the Old Testament to talk about just regular old manual labor or just any kind of work that even a human being would do. Uh, let's, let's look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. And by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And then God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done before. And as part of this series, we're going to look at the important rhythm of work and rest that God uh, examples for us in this. But it goes back, in the beginning, God worked, and he's still at work today. Creation is not the result of some cataclysmic event, okay? Creation is the design. It's the result of, uh, of design of, of a master craftsman. God had a plan, and he worked out that plan. It is the beautiful finished product of, of a, a, a beautiful piece of art that the artist put into play, and God is doing this. God used his mind in creating and speaking forth creation, and he used uh, his hand to form and shape uh, and to his body to breathe in humanity into being. As one writer put it, work could not have had a more exalted inauguration. And we need to look at whatever work we're doing today. I don't care what it is. Uh, maybe it's something that you find less than satisfying, but I want you to invite and ask the Holy Spirit to give you uh, God's vantage point on, on the work that he's entrusted to you because our God, uh, he gives us this privilege and the, the, the ability to work. Our work should express God-likeness in all of us, no matter what the job is, no matter where we find ourselves. So in the beginning, God worked. He's still at work today. And then God creates, but he doesn't just create and leave it. He creates and then he cares for his creation. He's not just a, an entrepreneur that gets things started and then leaves them uh, to fend for themselves. We see throughout uh, Genesis, here in the Garden of Eden, and then we see throughout Scripture, we see throughout all of our lives in human history how our God who created the heavens and the earth that invited humanity into this, this, this God-like thing of work, and then he continues to care for what he has made, what he has created. He formed streams from the ground that would continually water the ground that he's made. He planted a garden and he placed humanity there uh, in Eden uh, to nourish them. And then God creates woman so the man would not be alone. And we see over and over again, God making himself known as provider, as Jehovah Jireh for all of us over and over and over again. And, and something we all need to remember that every breath that we take is a good gift from God uh, to, be, to be cherished, to, to give thanks for that, to be mindful of God's goodness, of his good provision to us and for us all the time. So, so God inaugurated this beautiful thing, this powerful dynamic that he has entrusted to humanity called work. 
God's uh, work is not only for God. In the garden, God commissions others to carry on his good work. And he continues to do that with us today. Not only is God working in the garden, uh, there he's also commissioning Adam and Eve to carry on his work. God made the world, world good. He looked at it, he created it, and he said, it is good. He created the world good, but it was also not fully developed. It had tremendous potential that he entrusted uh, to Adam and Eve. He said this in, in Genesis 1.28. He gave Adam and Eve these instructions. God blessed Adam and Eve and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. There's more to do. There's more to, to cultivate. To, it, there's so much potential there, but there's more that I'm calling you to do that I will also empower you to do. And in verse 15 of chapter 2, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. This is what God is calling uh, them to do, and he entrusts this work to us today. So in our work is business people. In our work is teachers. In our work is construction workers, soldiers, medical personnel, stay-at-home parents, even in our work as pastors. Uh, there is tremendous potential in every scenario that we find ourselves in. There is potential that God is calling you therefore and me therefore that he wants to use us. It just goes back to that simple idea, make the place better than you found it. Every day we get the opportunity to do that in our workplace. We can show up uh, begrudging the fact that we didn't get the promotion that we thought we should have gotten six months ago, and we're looking for something else, you know, and that's fine. But it's, it's about, God, what do, you, what do you have for me? I am here today. I am here in this place today. You have ordained. You've guided my steps. I've trusted you to, to open good doors for me. I've trusted you to lead me and guide me in every area of my life, including this really big area of my life that, that really uses up the majority of my time each week. So, Help me to see what you're doing here. Help me to see what can be cultivated uh, in this emergency room. Help me to see what could be made better at this uh, nuclear power plant. God, help me to see what could look better uh, at this restaurant, what could be better as a result of my being here today. Lord, help me to see the, the potential and help me to see and to hear what you're calling me to do. God wants to join us in our work wherever that is. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to empower us with, with, with new ideas, fresh ideas. I mean, we're, we're worshiping the, the creator of the universe. Why would we not think that the creator of the universe would not want to, uh, to give his children, uh, the, the, the people of his kingdom, creative ideas on how to cultivate their work settings, uh, their business setting? I think that's part of the whole idea of God's wanting to pour blessing out on us. But are we looking for him to bless our, our workplace setting? We began the beginning of this year uh, talking about what does it look like for this to be a year of blessing, a year of blessing. And I don't think that's just about God blessing just his church. I know it's not. I know it's not just about God blessing us as individuals or even just blessing our families. But we are blessed to carry that blessing into every place that God calls us. 
whether it is selling cars, whether it is doing software, uh, whether it is working for a nonprofit, wherever God leads us, he is calling us uh, to be carriers of his presence, to be people who experience his blessing and know that it's not just for us. It's also about sharing uh, his blessing. When Jesus was here on earth, he worked as a carpenter using both his mind and using his hands. He's following the example that we see of God the Father in the garden. Um, And with his public ministry came a new kind of work, still using his mind, still using his hands. And in John chapter 5, Jesus speaks this about his work and the work of the Father. He says, my Father is always at his work. Work is continuing uh, to this very day. And Jesus says, I too am working. So what, what is our heart about this thing called work? How do we see it? Is it something that we like, uh, the alarm goes off on a Monday morning, the new week has started, and you've got a nine-minute snooze, so you take advantage of that, and you roll over and put off that dreaded week uh, for nine more minutes, and then maybe you hit it again. Uh, nine more minutes, so 18 minutes of putting off that dreaded work week. Or is it, this is the day, God, that you have made. And this is the day that you've called me to go to this hospital or this personal care home. Or you've called me to go to the business that you called me to start three years ago uh, that I've struggled with, that's had ups and downs, that's had some joys, but, but, but also has had frustrations. God, this is the day that you've given me. This is the day that you've called me. Uh, you know, when, when, when Jesus leaves the earth, he gives his work, he gives his ministry uh, to us, to his followers then and to us today. And a big part of that ministry is, is about our work lives. We're going to talk more as we go through this series about the dignity of all work. Uh, and, and the idea that, that God chooses to call all of us. He doesn't just call people into vocational ministry. It is my full, full uh, heartfelt belief that God calls all of us. Uh, we are all called people. It's about hearing where he's calling us, being obedient to where he's calling us to do the things that he's calling us to do. And so all of the work of our lives should be connected to God, whether it is our Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 5, or uh, 8 to 5, or someone was telling me this morning their 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. work schedule. Yeah, you go through seasons, tough seasons, but God is, he wants, he wants to bring his kingdom into every part of our lives. And this is one of the primary things that gives our life purpose and meaning when, when, we do it God's way when we recognize God's design for work and, and, and invite his rule and reign into that. You know, we see in the garden that God delights in his work. And guess what? We should as well. Do you delight in your work? Do you really delight in your work? Or is delight not the word that comes to mind when you think about your current work setting? Maybe fright. Maybe that's more appropriate. Maybe it's like, I want to get the heck out of here. Delight is the last thing I'm thinking about. But we see that God delights in his work. We see in Genesis, God saw all that he made. It was very good. 
And again, the heavens and the earth, they were completed in all their vast array. And God doesn't make junk, and he finds that what he has made is beautiful. And like all his good and satisfying work, God sees himself in it, and we're able to see God in his beautiful work. As the psalmist says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. So when you look at your work, are you able to see that? Are you looking for it? I want to encourage you to start looking for it. And if it's not happening, my God, you got me here. I'm here. Uh, You're calling me here. If you got me, if you want me to go somewhere else, help me to see that. Open that good door for me. But if you've got me here, help me to see what you're doing and what good work you want to bring forth through me in this setting. I believe that God wants us to delight in our work, to find purpose and fulfillment in it, not the ultimate purpose, not the ultimate fulfillment. And one other thing I would say is that if you are in a job that's not giving you fulfillment and it's not giving you purpose, don't automatically think that, oh God, you must have another job for me. Maybe you have put an unhealthy expectation on that job. Maybe you're not finding your ultimate purpose and fulfillment in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And you're looking to that job to to supply you and to give you something that only that relationship with God can give you. So don't be quick to say, well, I'm not fulfilled, I'm not satisfied, so I need to turn in my notice tomorrow and go find another job. I'm not saying to do that. I'm saying get things in the right order. In the workplace, as in all of life, we need to say yes to this pivotal invitation from Jesus to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first his active rule and reign uh, in in your married life, in your family life, in your church life, in your community life, and yes, in your work life. Seek first his rule and reign, and then everything else finds its right place. Everything else will be given to you as well. So work was part of the Garden of Eden. It was part of the Garden of Eden. It was not an after effect of the fall of Adam and Eve and their sin. We need to remember that. We need to never lose sight of that, that this was part of the Garden of Eden. This is is part of God's kingdom. I was talking to someone this morning about our, our thoughts and ideas regarding heaven. You know, will there be work in heaven? I mean, let's think about work. Let's think about work. Some of us are wired differently, and some of us maybe have had bad experiences in a work setting. Maybe we had a parent who, you know, we could never measure up to their standards. Or maybe we had um, a boss who always berated us, maybe early on. And, and, and so, therefore, we've had a bad taste in our mouth regarding work experiences uh, I, I, I would just say this, I, 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 I think it's important for us to realize that, that it was part of paradise. This was part of paradise. It was not and is not a necessary evil that came into the picture as a result of Adam and Eve's sin or the sin of humanity. It is not a byproduct of the kingdom of darkness. It is not a byproduct of the kingdom of this world. It is a beautiful part of God's good plan for all of us. 
that we would be people who are able uh, to, to, to produce, to make a difference, to cultivate, to nurture, uh, to care for others. And think about times in your own life, maybe because of a, a sickness or because of a situation in your life where you were not able to work and the effect that that had on you and, uh, emotionally, physically, mentally, uh, even spiritually. Work is part of the blessings of God's kingdom, his active rule in our lives. And it's an essential part of the life to the full that Jesus came to give every one of us. And so this morning, uh, I want you, as we go into ministry time, just to consider some of these options. Maybe you're in a season where you're just really needing the Holy Spirit to make clear to you what work should look like in your life right now. Maybe you're frustrated in your current work situation. Maybe God wants to give you direction for your vocation. Uh, I believe that he will do that. He's certainly done that in my life, and I believe that he will do that in yours as well. Maybe right now in your work setting, you are feeling incredibly ho-hum, that everything is just really boring and really lifeless. Um, I believe that the creator of this world wants to give you creativity and fresh insight, fresh ideas. Uh, we've got a lot of entrepreneurs here in, in our congregation. I believe that the Lord wants to give you fresh ideas and insight on how to do business and, and how to, to experience God's kingdom in your business and work setting. But part of it is just that regularly coming to God to say, God, I need to hear your voice. I need to get your direction. Uh, you know, I shared with you guys as, as, a, as a pastor of 26 plus years, I had never gone through a global pandemic before last year. Uh, it's like, how do you lead people through a global pandemic in a local church? I, I, there were not good courses or good resources on that. It was a lot of on the fly, but ultimately it was God, what are you doing? Will you lead me? Will you guide me? God, will you speak to me clear direction about what I should do and not should, should do right now? And I got to tell you, God was faithful, and he is faithful to speak and to lead and to guide. And I believe and I know that he will do that because I've heard testimonies of many of you who are in business say, God, he, he showed us this, this fresh way, this creative way uh, to, to, to lead and to serve our customers I believe that God in this series wants to do healing for some of us who've had way too much of our identity wrapped up in our jobs. And, you know, it used to be said that that was just a, a male thing. It's not just a male thing anymore. Uh, but I believe that God wants to do that for all of us, that we would seek first his rule and reign, his active rule and reign, and then see that everything else will find its right place. Um, we're going to talk in this series about work uh, becoming first and foremost an act of worship to God. Do you think of as you go into that office where there's a lot of crazy politics going on and there's a lot of frustration and this uneasiness in the air, do you think of it as like entering into a place of worship? Probably, we probably don't. It's not going to be our natural tendency to look at it that way. But that's where we have to take the, the attitude of the psalmist that says, I will worship. I will bless the Lord at all times. And that's not just a Sunday morning thing, guys. 
That's a nine to five, Monday through Friday posture as well. I believe that the Lord wants to change our view of work uh, for many of us who really seen it as a necessary evil, something to drudge through, something if I can just get to Friday afternoon, if I can just get to this shift being over, that then I can start enjoying life. And, I, and I, guys, there, there are difficult days for all of us. Uh, you know, my, my girls used to ask me when they were little, Dad, do you like being a pastor? And I would look at them, and you can't lie to your kids, or you shouldn't lie to your kids. You shouldn't lie to anybody. But anyway, I would say 90% of the time, I really enjoy being a pastor. That's, and, that's, and, I, and I would also tell them, that's a really good ratio. It is. I mean, it is. And, and if they were to ask me that today, I would say the same thing. It's a good ratio. But there are, there are difficult days. I don't care what we're doing. I don't care what we're doing. And I also believe that, and this was something that I felt like the Lord gave me this morning, that fear is keeping many of us from following God's leading regarding the work that he is leading us and calling us and guiding us into. That fear is having a greater uh, impact. Fear of man, fear of failure, uh, fear of living up to others' expectations. And I believe God's calling some of you to get out of the boat and to join him walking on water. It's like, that's scary. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, it's about, Jesus, what are you calling me to do? What are you calling me, Jesus, to do? And I know for myself, and I, and I hope for all of us, that we would seek to live each day living in, what does obedience to you look like today, Father? What is obedience to you and to your kingdom? What does it look like today? As you go to your retail store, as you go to uh, write, uh, as you go to do programming, as you go into your, your medical office, wherever you find yourself, God, what does obedience look like to you today? What is the good work that you have prepared for me today here? What does it look like when you're getting ready to homeschool those three kids? That work, that, that wonderful work that God's assigned you as a mom, as a dad, and to let the Holy Spirit fill you to have the mind of Christ regarding that good work that he's given you, that he has entrusted to you. Let's stand together. So would you just, right where you are, I just invite you, if you want to, just to close your eyes. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence. I, I thank you that you care about the work that we do. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we invite you to our workplace. We invite you into our minds to heal, to change things that maybe are not in alignment with your perfect design for work. Come, Holy Spirit, bring, bring your healing, set things right, bring your kingdom. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would show us our hearts. Lord, we want to we wanna have our identity in, in being your beloved, your sons, your daughters. Lord, show us if our identity is too wrapped up in our position at work, 
or how much we make or the power we yield. Lord, forgive us. Lord, we ask that you would set us free from fear in every area of our lives, including fear of of not following you when you call us, Jesus, to get out of the boat and to follow you. Come, Holy Spirit. Bring your kingdom, Lord. Bring your kingdom. Help us to follow you, our good shepherd, into every good endeavor that you have called us to. We love you, Lord. 